Welcome to the Project Rook Podcast, your holistic pursuit of health and wellness. Greetings, good people. This is episode five of the Project Rook Podcast, the holistic pursuits of health and wellness. Man, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. And I'm telling you, I just want to share it. I want to share it. And today I want to talk about when did you decide to give up on life? When? And don't say you haven't because you're lying. And I'm going to prove it. Yes, I'm going to prove it. But when did you decide to give up on life? I see it. I see. I was caught up in it, too. Don't get me wrong. For a minute. For a minute. But it was something about seeing everyone around me on a constant decline. It was something about seeing everyone around me constantly settling. I was like, whoa, what's going on? Yo, I, no. Who who decided this was how this thing was supposed to go? I, I don't want to play. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to play the game where you tell me what my destiny is. I don't want to play the game where I believe that once I pass 30, 35, I'm just on a decline. I'm going to begin to fall apart. I'm going to be overweight. I'm going to just go to a job because that's what adults do. You just be responsible. But I'm going to hate it every day. I'm going to hate it every doggone day. And I ain't going to do nothing about it. Because, well, that's just the way life is. Who came up with that bull? And why should I, why should I believe it? And that's the question I'm posing. When did you give up on life? You gave up on life. You gave up on life. The moment you decided you weren't going to do anything towards making yourself better or pursuing the things that are near and dear to you, you gave up. You gave up. The moment that you decided it was too risky for you to pursue anything outside of the norm. It was too risky for you to pursue your own business. The moment that you decided there's no time, I don't have time to better myself. I don't have time to work on my side hustle. I don't have time. I'm busy. You don't understand. I have children. I'm a single parent. You don't get it. Or maybe I'm married, but I got a bunch of kids and I work and my husband works. There's no time. I'm tired. You don't understand. I have young children. You don't understand. So you gave up. So the question I'm asking again is, (laughs) when or better yet why why did you decide to give up on life why did you let white life win you some of some of us haven't even got a a half of the way through this thing and we've already given up why why did you give up why did you allow the things that were around you to define your life instead of taking that balling it up as a motivation and an inspiration to do something different. I'm going to tell you something. I've always said, I'm self-declaration. I, I am a self-proclaimed 
generational curse breaker. Now, when I initially said, said that, it had more to do with financially because I, I grew up in poverty. You know, I, I remember I remember the struggle, man. I remember it distinctly. I remember my mom working all the time. Even, even when my stepdad came into the picture, um, we just didn't have it. It was my sister, myself, my sister, my brother. And some things I even asked my mom for because I knew she didn't have it. I got it. I just understood. We, we just didn't have it like that. And as I began to get older and look at even those who seemingly had it around in the family, like it was the same. The curse was the same. Broke. Broke. It's because I think it's poverty is one thing. And then, then I guess broke is kind of something else, too. <laughs> both, both are not good. But I decided I'm going to break that curse. And that was my motivation. Like, my mother never had to tell me to get a job. At four, as soon as they would give me a work permit, baby, I'm working. 14 years old, I'm working. All right? Mother didn't have to tell me about going to college. That was, at the time, at the time, that was my way out. Okay, I grew up in a small town, and then when I looked around, I was like, even though, you know, and I never traveled, like, man, I never, I never, but I just knew it was more than what I saw. I just knew the, the furthest that I had gone, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, was, you know, I grew up in North Carolina, so, you know, you know and we were close to the Virginia border, border, so, of course, we had gone to Virginia Beach, We've been to Kings and Men, but that was that was about as far. I don't think I had gone to even Myrtle Beach as a child. And I just knew that it was something. It was something more, something beyond. See, people are scared to say that because it's almost like you you fell into this lie where you believe if you say that, then it means you're somehow ungrateful or you're somehow trying to say you're better than or or you're looking down. And listen, let me tell you something. And this is what to me is so important about self value, self-worth and self-confidence. Stand on. Do not feel less than. Do not feel. And this is all programming, y'all. This is all pro. This is some some mediocre person came up with all of this idea of shame. Like me having my pride in myself, me desiring more because I'm in a life. I'm living a life of abundance. How can you say you're connected to divine abundance, but then when you desire abundance, something is wrong with that? That doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And I'm telling you, I knew even when I didn't know, I knew that it was something more. And that and that and that just continued to gravitate. You know, it continued to grow. I continued to to just gravitate towards the things that was quote unquote more. Right? So back to my initial statement. So initially my thought was being a generational curse breaker, that curse that I was gonna break. That curse out and, and to this day, I haven't got there yet i have i have <laughs> so so let me rephrase that because i like to be real careful about my words so there's a goal that i had right i've i've met that goal i'm just waiting for my physical to catch up that's all and that goal was to take care of my mama that's my goal i ain't saying this should be your goal because your situation may be different but and i am telling you and i want to go on record because the moment that it happens i'm going to go back and i'm going to pull this so i can say I told you, not to you, 
But to myself, I told you we was going to do it. And I'm going to call my mama and I'm going to say, Mama, I got you. You ain't never got to worry about working or money ever again. I got you. I don't care what you do. You can sit around and watch TV all day. I don't care. But I got you. And that's my personal goal. That is what has driven me and continues to drive me. In addition to many other things, but that was the first, the promise. You know, my why, I break down to three things. And number one was a promise to my mama. The promise to my mama. Number two is the legacy for my daughter. I'm the example. No matter what I went through growing up, if I don't turn this thing around, I'm going to continue to cycle. And I can bitch and moan and complain about it, or I can woman up and make it happen. And number three, it's just the future. It's my family. It's, it's, it's the community. It's building. Those are the things that drive me. I know unequivocally that I'm here for a purpose. And it took me a long time to come into this thing. But I know now. I know. When people say, do you know what, you, do you know what you're willing to die for? I know. Right? So initially, this break, breaking this generational curse had more to do with financial. But I realized it's so much deeper than that. This is, let me say something else. When you hear things in your spirit, right? When things come to you, I need you to know it is not a doggone coincidence. It is not. And when these things were just dropping to me, and I, and of course, you know, I, I, I took it. I was like, yes, that's what I am. I'm going to break this curse. There's a curse in my family. And I'm going to break it. But now, as I've gotten to this point, I realize it's so much deeper than just finances. When I look at the health of my family, every doggone person, with the exception, man, I don't know, maybe the children. Overweight and sick. Out of shape. Defeated, depressed, scared, uncertain. So when I think about breaking curses, I'm, ta- I'm, I'm talking about breaking the, the curse of defeat. Not only the curse of poverty, but the, the curse of defeat, despair. The curse of no direction, no purpose. That's what it's all about. So the question I'm posing is, why, when, and why did you decide to give up on life? Why did you decide? I'm going to tell you, it, is, it aches my soul. I hope you can feel what I'm saying. It aches my soul to see. And I'm not even talking to the old school crew. I'm talking to my 30-year-old, my 20, 20, let me see, what range would I say? 25 to 40 maybe? Maybe 25 to 35. We'll say 25 to 40. Why? Why did you set? Why are you settling? Why are you so scared? And you know I'm talking to you. You know I'm talking to you. You feel it right now. You feel it's tingling in your chest. You know I'm talking to you. Your eyes might be dog on water. You know I'm talking to you. Because right now you are doing you are not living your best. You are not living your purpose. And even if you don't know what your dog on purpose is, you ain't even trying to find out. It feels better. It's just you 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 lie. You lie to yourself and say, Well, I should just be thankful for what I have. You know, life is good. And life is good. And you should be thankful for what you have, but I'm a, don't don't fool yourself. Anytime you operate in less than your best, nah, you shouldn't you shouldn't be prideful in that. 
When you're being called to things that are higher, you shouldn't be you shouldn't be proud of living less than that. I think it's disrespectful, especially if you so-called religious or spiritual. I think it's disrespectful to the most high to get your butt up every day and to live scared. It's disrespectful. Come on. Come on, my my Bible thumpers. You know the uh, the story of the talents. What is it? The the, the everyone who got a talent was the five talents. I ain't read it in a while. You know the way it goes. Like you have been giving something when you don't get when you don't use what it is that you have been given, it is taken away. And so to believe that you are connected to a divine being. I gotta read that story too. Yeah, I didn't refresh my memory on that. <laughs> but anyway, but to believe that you are connected to a divine being, to believe, and listen, I'm gonna tell you another thing that I have, and you will always hear me make some reference to religion, man, because I just was caught up in a religious bull for so long, and then you begin to think, ask questions, and you're like, hold up, it's so many contradictions, it's so many things that just don't make sense. So for you to believe. That I lost my thought. Where was I going with that? Um, dang, that's terrible. <laughs> anyway, the point that I'm trying to make is how is it possible? Right? How is it? That's where I was going. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's that's the point that I was making. Speaking, you know, when you try to give me this idea that the earthly realm doesn't matter, that you struggling, you just getting by, you settling and you waiting, you're going to get yours in heaven. I mean, other than the fact that I just find that to be so stupid and I don't even want to simplify it that way. But why are you here if all you need to do? is be in heaven, why would you even come this route? Why would God waste time? Why would you even, why would you come here? Why would your spirit come into your body for you to live a life that was purposeless? Why? Doesn't make sense. We didn't need you to be born. You could have just skipped over this. Doesn't make sense. And so the question that I'm asking, the question that I'm posing is, when did you decide to give up on life? But better yet, how how much longer is that? That's that's what you leaving out of here with? Well, yeah, I, she always wanted to do X Y Z, but she didn't have the money. <laughs> you mean to tell me? You mean to tell me? That's gonna be your story. You ain't do it because you ain't had the money. That's bull. You ain't do it because you scared. Because for everyone who says they can't do it because they didn't have the money, I can give you 10 freaking examples of somebody who did it who didn't have the money either. But no, you want to fall into this lie that's being shoved to all of us that, oh, everybody is privileged. Everybody that's been successful and that went after their dreams, oh, they just had it because their mama left them a trust fund. That's bull. And you use that because it feels good to lie to yourself. Because then you don't have to hold yourself accountable. You don't have to hold yourself accountable. Mm-mm. Nah, well, you know, I, I saw a post yesterday on Facebook, and I think it was Grant Cardone, who I follow. And, um, 
he, he made a post about it, oh i think it said if you don't strive to be a millionaire you're selfish now, most people are scared of money. You've been taught to hate money. You've been taught to hate people with money. So that statement is going to be like, no, no. I mean, no, I, whoa. I mean, I mean, speak for yourself. Speak for yourself. You know, I don't, I don't have to have all that. You know why? I know people say that because I used to say that. I used to say, well, you know, I just want to live well and, you know, live comfortable. I don't have to have all that. And this is the problem with that statement. And someone, someone followed up and was like, well, Grant, that's not all the way true. I mean, some people just work hard. My so-and-so work hard. And some people just not meant to have money. That, oh, my God. It, it, say it again. Say it again. That's some bull. That's because that's what you're choosing. And, and until you reprogram your mind, your mind about the relationship that you have with money and the way that you think about money, you ain't going to never have it. How are you going to get something that you despise? How are you going to attract something in your life that you don't even feel comfortable talking about? You don't even feel comfortable desiring. Now, don't get it twisted. It ain't the desire of money, right? It's the order of operation. Now, if that's your only goal, if your intent is money driven, that's where the problem comes in. But don't tell me that when I want abundance, yes, I want to be a millionaire. Matter of fact, I am a millionaire. Again, I'm just waiting for the physical to catch up. But I am a millionaire. Do you know what I can do? Do you know what you can do? Don't you don't you get tired? You guys would rather get on social media and complain about the government giving you something instead of trying to build. Like, what if 10 people listening to this became millionaires? Do you know what we could do in the community? You don't have to go and complain. <laughs> you ain't got to go and complain about a freaking school. We can build a school. We got the money. You don't have to complain about the doctors. Right. The big pharma who doing all this shicey stuff. And if people are not aware, we can go around the country and enlighten the people. Give the information. If we have the money, how are you going to do that without no money? The people that you see struggling, people that have 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 coming on hard times that really do need some support. How are you going to do that without money? How are you going to do it without money? You say money ain't everything, but you get your raggedy butt up every day to sit in a job more than you spend more than half of your time trying to make money. But you want me to believe that aspiring to be abundantly blessed in regard to money is wrong. That's that settled talk. You got to get away from me with that junk. You got to get away from me with that. You got to get away from me. That's that I just settle whatever life give me. That's that I don't know my power. That's, that's again what burns me up around religion because it hasn't taught us our power. That's why we're still broke. Don't you ever ask that question? How is it possible? How can so many people love God in time for so long and still be broke? Don't you see there's something wrong with that picture? How can you say all these scriptures, I can do all things. By his stripes, I'm healed, but I'm still sick. I'm bigger than I've ever been, and I can't figure out how to get. Don't you, don't you, isn't something wrong with that freaking picture? 
And now, when it comes to this health thing, we really want to start a campaign of fat pride. You know, poor pride. We're going to be prideful. Look, don't get me started, all right? And I don't want to hear nothing about, look, <laughs> you want to be overweight or whatever. That's your thing, right? But don't, but don't expect other people to put no stamp on that to say it's cool. Don't expect other people to say, yes, of course. Extra weight around your organs, weighing your body down. Yes, it's wonderful. It's wonderful for your body. But that feels good. It feels good to lie to yourself, to keep you stuck right where you are it feels good and then you link up with other people and they agree with you and oh we just have an explosion of mediocrity yes kumbaya circle of poverty and defeat and settling and what was the question the question was when did you give up on life when did you decide because you had to make a decision it was your decision and you decided to give up on life you decided to listen to your mama and your daddy your husband, your wife, your friends, and you let them deter you. You let them rain on your parade. You decided, you know, watching reality shows and scandal and the basketball game. Like, you're going to tell me you ain't got time, but you would sit your raggedy behind in front of a television and watch a game for almost four hours. But you ain't got time. <laughs> you ain't got time. You don't have time, but you could get up just... 30 minutes earlier in the morning. But you don't want it because you settled. And it aches my soul, man, when I see it. Like I said, and this is no disrespect to old school because I look, because I'm, I'm old school at heart, man. Always been told and, and even believed and felt that I was an old soul. But I ain't really, that's not really who I'm talking to right now. I'm talking to those of us who got the energy. For the most part, because I mean, some of us are wearing, got me concerned in that area where, you know, you're 30 years old and you tired all the time. How's that possible? You've been sitting at your doggone desk all day. What you tired from? We can't even go and walk around the park. We can't go to the fair. You, you tired. Why? Don't you want to feel good? Don't you see what's happening? Don't you see the role that you play in this thing? settling when when did you allow life to win man you allowed life to win you allowed allowed life to just beat you down not realizing that you were fully armed and equipped to battle back that's the question when you gonna get tired Maybe you haven't. And you haven't. Matter of fact, I can answer that. Because if you've settled, then you haven't gotten tired. You haven't got tired. But I, this is what I know. This is what I know. The whispers don't go away. The whispers don't. It speaks to you. Different things come up. It resonates with you. It tingles in your heart, in your mind. And most of us we do only what we know how and that's to silence the whispers and we do that by what we call mellowing out having some downtime 
and to avoid thinking about all of what we are enduring in life and all of what we would like to be enduring, we medicate, self-medicate. That could be by way of prescription drugs. That could be by way of marijuana. That could be by way of alcohol. That could be by way of reckless sex. That could be by way of just eating. Eating ourselves, emotional eating. And before you know it, the whispers get lower and lower. But the good news and what I really like about life and the divine spirit is always working always working on our that's the beauty always working on our behalf even in the midst of the days when i was somewhat disconnected divine spirit was always working on my behalf always working to reel us in to help guide us and that's the beautiful part that at any moment that at any moment at any any moment you can decide to do something different at any moment at any moment you can decide you know what? Somebody going to settle. Probably a lot of people. But it ain't going to be me, Jack. It ain't going to be me. And that's just my that's just my perspective on it. Everybody else may fall apart. Life may, may kick your ass. You 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 may just break down to pieces. You may just hate whatever. You may wake up unhappy. It ain't going to be me. It ain't going to be me. And I can speak that with authority. Remember my mama used to always say, well, never say never. No, you never say never. Because you living scared. You don't know your power. I can speak power in my life. I can speak what it is to be. And I don't have to be, and I don't have to be afraid about it. I don't have to be scared. And that's the beauty in figuring this thing out called life. I am telling you, the moment that you figure it out and you release the bondage of fear, you become unstoppable. You can't stop me. There is nothing that you can do to guilt me or to make me afraid. Nothing. Nothing. That's the power. Oh, oh, and we all got it. Stop believing this, man. Stop. Boy, I get so amped. Stop believing believe in this religious bull that tells you that some people are favored over others you really think god got favorites then what that make you that's what that's what cracks me up about this whole idea of israel the chosen people well if israel is a chosen people then what does that make you stop believing that we're all called we're all called some of us just choose the answer and some of us don't that's the only difference the same divine power running through me is running through you and everyone else and everything else. That's the beauty in this. And at any moment, at any moment, that's what you got to know. That's what I'm that's what I'm leaving this as. I'm going to tap it off at this. At any moment is is waiting. Easily accessible. Easily accessible. You going to keep you gonna keep um giving up on life? Or no? It's on you. It's on you. But the bottom line is 
there are no coincidence. And if you listen to this, <laughs> you already know. And to whom much is given, much is required. And some people don't want the re- accountability and the responsibility. They don't want it. And there's fear that comes into play that the more that I begin to pursue this, and my mind begins to open in a certain way, I won't be able to turn back. Like, I, I, I'll, it will be too agonizing to deny it then. It will be too agonizing not to go for So that, too, is too, too scary. And that's true. Because now that I've come into knowing, I couldn't turn back if I wanted to. I couldn't. I couldn't turn back if I wanted to. And, yeah. Why? Why you decide to give up on life, man? Why you decide to settle? Why? And why and what lie did you tell yourself to make you feel comfortable in settling? But more importantly, what you going to do about it now? No, I should say more importantly, whatever happens from this day forward, know it's on you. Any little that happens or any more that happens, it's on you. You've decided this is my life. This is what I want. This is what I want for my children. It's too hard. I don't have the time. I I don't know how to do it. So I just guess I can't. Some people just know and I just don't. And, you know, I just got to be, you know, just thankful for where I am. And and if, if that's you, then cool. Roll with it. Roll with it. But it'd be a doggone shame. It'd be a doggone shame to get on the last stretch of your life and begin to have regrets. It'd be... I can't live with that thought. I can't live with the thought. Even if I was a doctor today, I know that I'm get doing. I'm giving life everything I got at every moment. I'm pursuing, and it'll be a shame to get on your deathbed. And even if you ain't even on your deathbed, just wake up five years from now, ten years from now, even a year from now, to know that you could have done something different, but you just chose not to. You chose to just do what everyone else was doing. That's it, man. Life. You giving up? You settling? Or you doing something different? That's the question. Until next time. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Project Rook Podcast. Remember, you are your greatest assignment. Until next time.